Some people believe coming out begins when one declares one's sexual orientation to family or friends. I disagree. I believe coming out begins when one realizes their inner feelings are not congruent with their behavior. Coming out begins when one can no longer live a lie. Once upon a time, at the age of nine, like many boys, I was required to participate in baseball, football, and basketball. Each time I arrived at the playing field, as the teams were chosen, I was the last one picked. During each game, my teammates would call me sissy and label me worthless and weak. After each game, I would hide and cry. I hid because I was taught boys don't cry. I cried because I didn't understand why I was being persecuted. Yet over time, I found a way to end this torment. In future games, I purposely created errors. I dropped the baseball, I dribbled and tripped, and I tackled no one. Eventually, I was removed from team sports, and I returned to roller skating in the streets. At the age of 12, in junior high school, I was introduced to physical education and communal showers. It was in the locker room that I had my first glance of the male anatomy. Upon seeing other students' muscles, pubic hair, and penis sizes, I became aroused. And then again, I hid and cried. I cried because I didn't understand my inner feelings. I cried because I wanted so much to be like everyone else. I cried because I had to live in secrecy. For the next six years, I suppressed my feelings. I told no one. At the age of 19, as a musician, I traveled to Tokyo. When not performing classical music, I found fascination in touring the streets. On one particular evening, as I returned to the Century Hyatt lobby, a young man approached me. We exchanged names and engaged in conversation. And then he invited me for a drink at the hotel bar. Yet being 19, 
Our chaperones forbid the consumption of alcoholic beverages. So instead of drinking publicly, we proceeded to my hotel room. As we sat in my hotel room, he spoke of Guam, I spoke of San Francisco. We danced, giggled, and laughed. And then he kissed me. At that moment, I could no longer suppress my inner feelings. Soon following, we laid in my bed. As the morning sun rose, I realized other men shared the same feelings as me. Yet, I also realized I could tell no one of this encounter. Therefore, during breakfast, when asked, how did you get those hickeys on your neck? I replied, I slept with a geisha. Six months later, while studying music theory, a college friend rang my phone, requesting my presence. As I entered his dorm room, I noticed an older man sitting on the bed. Although startled by the man's presence, I asked my friend, What's up? At which point my college friend stated four things. I am gay. This is my boyfriend. I'm dropping out of San Diego State and I'm moving to San Francisco. Upon hearing this, I informed him of three things. I am gay. You are the only homosexual I know. And I'm going with you to San Francisco. Days later, I decided to share the truth with seven of my high school friends. So I drove to Oceanside to meet with each friend. And with each meeting, I expressed my inner feelings. And with each meeting, I was excommunicated and immediately thrown out of the house. Again, I hid and cried. The following month, my college buddy, his boyfriend, and I hightailed to San Francisco. As the Camaro arrived at our new home, I no longer felt the need to suppress my feelings. I no longer felt ashamed. And I began a new life as a homosexual. The following day, I walked the streets in search of employment. And for the next 14 days, I walked and walked and walked. Yet on the 15th day, I landed a security guard job. One month later, my college friend informed me, 
next week, we are returning to San Diego. I responded, oh, hell no. The following day, I began to search for new housing. Yet void of friends or family, and with only $75 in my pocket, I had no idea where I would rest my head. I felt I was destined to become homeless. Yet a week later, I secured housing. I moved into a residential hotel, the Gotham Hotel. After paying the $70 weekly rate, I had $5 to spare. After my $5 dwindled, void of funds, I had nothing to eat. So I applied and received food stamps. And for the next four months, my diet consisted of one avocado, two tablespoons of peanut butter, and a can of tuna per day. Being friendless and broke, my social life was non-existent. Therefore, I found amusement in the streets. I hung out with male prostitutes on Polk Street. Unlike the company of older gays, the prostitutes, people of my age, didn't take advantage of my youthfulness. I felt safe. At the age of 21, I began to patronize the local gay bars. As a result, my social network grew. And with the growth of my social network came more lucrative job opportunities. And with the increased income, I was able to secure an apartment. Feeling secure in my new housing, I yearned for a partner. So, I cruised the bars in search of companionship. And on one particular night, while dancing at Badlands, a man caught my eye. So I approached him. We chatted, we danced, and we fell in love. Months later, I moved in with my lover, and over the next two years, our relationship blossomed. I learned to find no shame in loving another man, and even more so, I learned to love myself. Presently, 40 years later, I've come to realize no one deserves to be ostracized, bullied, or made fun of. I've come to realize no one should suppress their inner feelings. I've come to realize love 
is love. I've come to realize I am what I am.